All right, episode four, splits and squats. Um, we haven't been our usual organised selves uh, over the no, last couple of weeks. We have not. Um, and we haven't uh, managed to pre-record this like we usually would, but that's sort of played into our hands a little bit with the, the announcement this weekend. For sure. From Big Bad Boris, hasn't it? Oh, it has. <laughs> but I think it's quite nice because I think we're like in the on the right time. Like normally we record in advance. So anything yeah. we talk about is old news by the time it actually comes out mm. so i think so so yeah nice. with um for anyone that's been living under a rock our profession and pretty much like the fitness industry uh well, everyone everyone's just uh, going to be in a bit of a, a rubbish situation as we're going back into the second lockdown um so we're, we're going to start this one with a little bit of a moan before we move into yeah. into our uh, actual topic for for this uh, podcast so like it's oh it's such a bummer it's, it's, i have no words to describe it like it's just oh yeah i'm usually such a positive person finding positives and and everything but this is this is just oh. a little bit crap isn't it like i know the first time we're like we're okay that's fine but like mm. again for real come on we just started going everything was like scooping itself up again yeah. and I, I think think the worst bits is because you've, you've seen the stats out there and we were discussing this yeah. earlier like the the gyms and everything like that don't seem to have much of an effect and um we we saw with the local lockdowns uh up in the north yeah. the, the gyms petitioning to to keep gyms open because it doesn't seem to have an effect on the r rate or anything like that and it's now he's just gone and Lot yeah, but if you look at down. the hospital stats, no more people are dying in hospital than usual, no more people are dying at home than yeah. usual, and oh, I think for people, I think especially business owners and people who are really like self-employed people are so affected by this, I think it's just such a kick in the teeth mm. to anyone who cannot get on furlough, it is such a kick in the teeth. Yeah, it's and it's it's almost, I feel like we might be taking it a little bit harder and, and everyone's going to have their own opinion on yeah. stuff like this. But I'm sure everyone's going to say with fists in the air, like the government doesn't actually understand our, our positions yeah. and stuff. And it's more, the, for me, it's more the fact that I'm a, I'm a little bit butthurt because I work out of a Cairo clinic and they can still work because they're yeah. like clinical. I think from a sports massage point of view, I feel hurt and a bit just disrespected because our industry sports massage is classed in with hair and beauty yeah massage parlors must close and it's and i don't work in a massage parlor. i don't do people's <laughs> eyelashes i help people with shoulder impingements and mm. glutes that fire in the wrong direction like we help people's bodies so i think it is i don't know i take slight offense that we are in with that industry yeah and to, to make it a little bit broader as well it's the fact that we're sports massage therapists like yeah. people come to us not just for like the, the rehabilitation yeah, of yeah, their injuries yeah. and stuff but they, they take a load off as well mm-hmm, and to expand that as well like gyms working out is mm-hmm. so good for your mental health like yeah. you just need to get in there to blow off some steam sometimes and i mean jesus we've all got a lot yeah. of steam to blow off at the Completely. moment don't we yeah <sighs> i think everyone just feels a bit ugh like I think there's no words apart from the noise of. Uh, mm. to... And I mean, I'm I'm in the CrossFit gyms, and even at work, we're we're cleaning everything. <laughs> I know. We're, we're not I... we're not even high fiving, which is so typical CrossFit, isn't I it? I know. And every gym, 
like that you hear of. They're, everything is so clean and tidy mm. and it's... I've never seen CrossFit so clean. <laughs> Literally. I don't think I've ever seen any gym so clean. Yeah. It's just the fact that we're just getting back into a routine and stuff. Mm-hmm. People were starting to do workout programs yeah, and starting to get completely. back into their normal life. And it's just going up the wall again now, isn't it? It is. I mean, so in... We'll bring it into the positive. The the first the first lockdown made me have this crazy idea of doing the podcast and making people listen to our voices all the time. Yeah. So, so the second uh, this second lockdown, um, we're gonna have to find a positive, aren't we? We are gonna have to find a positive. We're gonna and, have to. Oh uh, well, go for it. We have to find something to do. Mm-hmm. So what what I'm gonna be trying to do is I'm gonna be focusing on my flexibility and. Uh-huh. I made the joke of saying, oh, maybe I can see if... Well, no, you, you made a joke on my Instagram <laughs> post, didn't you? Didn't you see if I can get uh, progress my splits, hence the splits and squats. So I want to be able to get the splits, see if we can get that. And so that's going to be the topic of our, of our conversation today. Uh, yeah. We're going to be talking about flexibility and and all things dancery. Yeah. To take me out of my comfort zone a little bit, I'm going to try not to be doing all the talking today. Yeah. I'm going to try to interview you a little bit more, aren't I? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully I can get two brain cells together to drop some knowledge bombs like you usually would on this subject. But um, yeah, Ash messaged me the other week like, you decide what we're doing this time. So I was like, how about stretching, flexibility? And he literally just sent me a gift back with like a scared face. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, perfect, we'll do that. Yeah, massively out of my comfort zone. Definitely. Um, and I mean, it ties in quite well um all of your stuff on Instagram is about dancing and flexibility and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I put up uh, posts recently about all the different fitness principles. And obviously yes. flexibility is a massive principle in fitness. So how about you kick us off with defining flexibility? Uh, so flexibility, I think, is very misconstrued in a lot of things. I think people just think, oh, yeah, it's just bendy people. And I think that there's a lot more science when we come down to it slightly. So flexibility is the range of movement in a joint slash a series of joints and the length of muscles that cross those joints. So the word flexibility is actually a lot more jointy and bone related than people think. Yeah. Like the actual definition of flexibility is what your bones are up to, not what your muscles are up to. Okay. All right, so so what would make someone more flexible and less flexible then? Are you talking hypermobility or... Because well, I was going to touch on that later. Okay, um, um, I was just going to say like uh, like the tight muscles uh, or like... Yeah, so this is where we come to the word mobility. Okay. That comes in very much to flexibility and sort of mixes in together. So mobility is the ability of a joint to move actively through a range of movement. And mobility is a lot more to do with muscles and your muscle length. Okay, so... Um... An example of mobility is maybe how deep someone can get into a squat. Yes. Perfect. Whereas flexibility, an example of that? Um, Would that be the splits? Yeah, the splits, because you have that range of There we go, we got splits and squats in there, didn't we? There we go, we did. <laughs> so uh, obviously dancing, mm-hmm. um, when you typically think of dancers, you, you see some of the pictures you're constantly having on your Instagram of yeah. you with your feet above your head. Yeah. Um, all sorts of random positions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, what are your experiences in stretching um, in, in your so, in your background? So for me, I think stretching really came in when I started to dance. How old were you then? Oh, I was 
start of secondary school, so 12, 13, okay. I was quite late to the party. And like a lot of people in the industry who are like teeny tinies joining in. So stretching and dance is a thing that comes hand in hand and no one ever teaches you how to stretch. But I can guarantee if you walk into any dance studio in the whole entire world, you walk in and you'll see dancers with their legs by their ears, they're stretching, they're in the splits, they're sat in butterfly stretch, they are stretching. No one like tells you how to stretch, but you just start doing it because that's what you do. Yeah, it just seems to be like a given, you dance yeah. and stretch. Yeah, like you walk in, you know, you go to the toilet, you wash your hands. It's that sort of, <laughs> it's that sort of correlation, like you just stretch because you dance and you stretch because you happen to be there. So you start stretching and I think a lot of people stretch wrong. There's a lot of naughty stretching, which we'll come on to a little bit later. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to be a culprit for this. <laughs> yeah, and there's obviously like right ways to stretch, wrong ways to stretch, when you should stretch the most, when stretching is ill-advised. So for me, stretching really came in when I started to dance and was like, I need to get the splits. Because that's what you are required as a dancer. Mm. Your teacher comes in, right, who can do the splits? Okay, A, B and C, you've got the good parts in the dance because you can do the splits or your leg can go high. It's so arbitrary, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Or, yeah. you know, oh, you, you can do this, so you're on this bit. It's where a lot of it comes in, in with dance is, okay, you can do the right leg split, so you're in this good bit. Is where a lot of it sort of generates from. Okay. But obviously, to dance, you have to have good mobility in, say, example, your hips. So you need to have good turnout. So turnout was a word I mentioned to Ash earlier, and he was like, I don't know what this is. So um, if you see a dancer and they are stood, their feet are probably pointing outwards like a little duck. So that okay. is turnout, yeah. which comes from the hips. We use turnout yeah. a hell of a lot in dance, so your knees are over your toes most of the time and things like jumping. And if you've got good turnout, you're probably going to do really well in dance because you've got that range of movement. Okay. Um, I forgot what I was going to say after that, but yeah. You, you said you were late to the party of... Uh, dance yeah. and stuff were you already flexible did someone say you're flexible why don't you dance or did you want to dance and then you had to build your flexibility yeah so i was not naturally flexible um my hips do have a really good range of movement i'm just naturally got a good range of movement in my hips but my legs were not flexible my hamstrings are awful my legs are not the most bendy and my back just does not want to bend at all okay so i actually had to really build my flexibility how did you do that a lot of stretching <laughs> and probably I hand on heart admit I probably did it all wrong I can remember being in my bedroom I was probably about 14 watching Strictly on the telly and I was literally just trying to like squeeze myself into splits and trying to shoulder my leg against the wall and I can remember being so sore but I got the splits probably the complete wrong way of stretching and pushing your body which I would not suggest to any of my students if you happen to be listening do not do that okay we... um so did you, when, when you started doing that, did you follow any sort of program or was it just literally watching Strictly and, and trying to push yourself to, a bit too far? Yeah, like I had no knowledge. I didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted the splits. And I think a lot of my students now just want the splits and will do anything they possibly can to get the splits and will stretch what they know as much as they can to get the splits. And I think there is a real lack of knowledge. Like no one in dance really ever teaches you how to stretch. And I now teach a stretch and conditioning class to make sure my little ones know how to stretch and know 
what is worth stretching to get your splits because that always seems to just be the golden the golden thing is to get the splits like that's well i mean that's want. what i've just said that i want to do i know <laughs> it's like the gold medal i can do the splits like that's everyone's goal yeah so uh how you said you're teaching a, a um yeah. a stretching class mm -hmm. what would be the the first few tips that you would uh, give to someone like me who can't stretch for toffee um how would you get them to start progressing towards doing the splits? I would say active stretches. Okay, and what do you mean by that? So stretches that are moving through a range of movement and they are not just sitting still. Okay. So um, static stretches is what a lot of dancers go for. Yeah. And through my own sort of research and now knowledge with everything I've kind of learned in the past few years is that static stretches are a big no-no. You'll okay. see people sat in positions for a long period of time and it's not going to change whereas if you do active stretches and then you're moving through that range of movement those muscles are lengthening over those lovely flexible joints you're going to get much more like pound for your pack whatever you're going to get a lot more benefit excellent so you'd say more dynamic stretches yeah. at all times yeah i think so okay is, yeah. is there a place for any static stretches at all yeah there is but i think if you're trying to get results i think active stretches and dynamic stretches are your well, your area to go for. Mm. So these uh, people you see before the park runs it, mm -hmm. uh, Saturday mornings stood there stretching their, their quads off yeah. in the, like balancing, trying to keep that nice and stable. Mm -hmm. That's not recommended by, uh, by Chloe then. Well, <laughs> it has a place it does because you know sometimes if you need to stretch that quad out, whacking your foot to your bum, it gets it. Or sitting on the floor in a static quad stretch, it, it does get what you want to get. Mm -hmm. But I think for something, if you're looking for more to get a range of movement, movement like the splits, your active dynamic stretches are just, you're going to get there better than standing still before a park run. Cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, definitely something that, not being demonised, but people have just got a lot of wrong information on, haven't they? For sure. I say to my clients, do you stretch? And they all go... Uh, um, yes. And <laughs> Everyone I go, says yes, and they actually mean no. <laughs> I go, so I'm going to take that as a no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it is very misconstrued of what a decent stretch for an average Joe is, because I say that to my clients who are going to the gym, they're doing gym workouts. Do you stretch after you've worked out? No, I just get hungry, so I go home. Yeah. Yeah. No one. No one likes to program stuff in. Um, it's. It's really difficult because um, yeah, you just don't really factor it into your workouts, no. do you? I know I, I've started trying to be good. I've, I've got RunWad, which is like an online subscription, mm -hmm. which is about a 20-minute stretching session. And I, I try and get it in. Um, a couple of the lads at Cheltenham CrossFit have been coming up to the balcony with me and doing them afterwards. And it's I, I just find if, if no one's there holding me accountable, I'm like, oh... I cycle here, so the cycle home will do my active recovery, so that, that counts, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's just not right, is it? No, and <laughs> I think... Chloe rolled her eyes at me during that, I so. think people just, like, <laughs> think, oh, I don't want to get the split, so I'm not going to stretch. And it's like, well, if you actually stretched, you're going to get lower in your squat, you're going to get more power behind your squat, and you're going to be able to lift and squat, like, God knows what way, if you actually had a bit more range of movement. Mm. And you wouldn't have this shoulder impingement because if you actually stretched your shoulders after lifting all this weight, then your muscles might actually be a little bit more happier. 
I feel like this is just a personal attack. No, on that wasn't a personal away. attack. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, um, all through all through the Marines, whenever you finish like uh, your troop troop training and stuff, and you you should, I've, in air quotes, you're always told to program a stretch afterwards. But everyone looks at each other and it's just like stretch off in the shower in your own time. It's like yeah, of course, yep, yeah, off you off you go and. Obviously, we all stretch, don't we? But mm-hmm. no. no, no one ever does. You'd, you'd rather just get a coffee and some food in, wouldn't you? Completely. <laughs> and I, I get that. I think, you know, stretching is woven into my industry. Like, mm. that's just what we do. Admittedly, probably wrong half the time. But yeah, I think it can really be brought in more into the gym. I've got a guy who I work on at the moment and I'm like, you've been stretching? He's like, oh yeah, I started doing some tre- stretches and I actually feel a lot better the next day. It's amazing when people realise that you might actually know what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, hmm, yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks for that. Thank you for taking my advice. <laughs> I'm really glad it, it benefited you. So you um, you were saying that new information's coming out. Mm-hmm. And are you, you said that you spend hours and hours watching Strictly, practising yeah. that. And that's not the way forward now, is it? No, not at all. So how, what would you recommend these days? So there's a lot more science and dance, bless its heart, is a good 20, 10, 15 years behind other sports science. Just because we're a very arty sport, dancers are still athletic bodies that are moving. Yeah. Um, and so our science is just behind so much of other science that is out there. So um, dancers joined, recently joined the party of, you know, oh, if we do this or science, you look at our bodies and we can actually make them a lot better. So... Oh, wait, I forgot what your question was. Um, <laughs> I, I sort of have as well. Um, How is modelling? Uh, how has the science uh, uh, like yes. changed how you would uh, train someone in stretching? Yeah, so I think... Would you just keep smashing them with stretching or is there yes. other things that you would do now? Yeah, so I think a lot of the time in dance, if something is wrong with your body, your teacher will say, oh, just stretch it. Yeah. Just sit, just sit down and take a stretch or miss my ankle's really sore, I'm not sure, just stretch it. And that's the cure, I'm going to say in brackets, yeah. to any injury or any dancer's issue is, oh, just stretch it, you'll be fine. And I will put my hand up again and say, this has been me in the past. I think I've even said to you, just stretch it before. <laughs> because yeah. it's just an automatic response to injury in that industry is to, oh, just stretch it, you'll be fine. And there's now a hell of a lot of evidence that's saying, well, no, maybe we shouldn't stretch this because by stretching this, we're stretching those muscle fibers, which are then becoming more damaged through this elongation that we are creating by stretching a hell of a lot. Mm. And we're actually creating a lot more issues for ourselves. So there is actually a really, really good article by the Australian Ballet. I think I may have just be jumping a paragraph in our notes, but maybe not. But... Uh, A few years ago, the Australian Ballet did a massive, massive research into lower leg injuries in dancers. So there is a hell of a lot of lower leg injuries from shin splints, uh, Achilles tendonitis, you name it, lower leg issues, they are there. And dancers love to ignore them and pretend they're not there. And then after they've been hurting for six months, that's when you actually get them seen to. And they joined up with a load of scientists who realised that they just stopped all stretching so they took away stretching blocks so you've got to imagine just like a wooden block and they're dropping their heels off the edge so some people stretch their calves by standing on the edge of a stair that sort of thing they stopped all lower leg and calf stretches and within six months they like 
what's the word, halved, more than halved their lower leg injury rate and their lower injury recovery. Okay, so were they doing anything different? You said they were taking away the stretches. Mm -hmm. What were they putting in place? Uh, Active stretches, they took away all static stretches. So if you're standing on the edge of the box with your heels dropped off, they were taking away that. They were like just saying, just don't stretch them. Okay. Were they were they doing any strengthening stuff like eccentric contractions soon through that stretch? Um, I am not entirely sure. I'll have to look back at the article, which I happen to have deleted off my laptop. Oh, brilliant! But <laughs> I believe that they were still doing. Um, it's the Australian Ballet Company, so they still would have been in conditioning. They still would have been um, doing weight training as well on the top. Because that's um that's part of the the new um protocol for injury rehabilitation, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, Part of that is loading. Mm-hmm. So once once you've rested the initial injury and you've started to get that fixed again, you yeah. start doing the eccentric loading through those stretches. So yeah. you said about standing on a standing on a step. Mm-hmm. Um, once you can get to a point where the muscle uh, can take that sort of tension, you want to start the, then start eccentrically loading loading that to then build up the strength in that muscle again in order to return to play or to dance or however you you use that muscle. Yeah, yeah, completely. So they tested. Um... Or the whole company just to see and they found um really really good results in not stretching so that's saying which is very quite controversial to what the dance industry has been saying for the past however long is hang on a minute if we don't stretch we're not elongating those tissues which is more sites that could possibly be damaged and more site for injury so they're actually saying well hang on if we don't do this anymore we might actually not have all these issues with lower legs Okay, which is so um, in in dance. So there, I I don't know. Like if you look at an American football team, you've got like the offense and the defense. They mm-hmm. do very different things yeah. at the same time. In dance, are there people that do more bouncy things or yeah. and like more strength stuff and di- different things okay. like that? So if we look at a ballet company, yeah, you've got yeah. your corps de ballet. So you've got like your little people. Little people. Well, they're not little people. <laughs> Being in the court is actually just a really difficult job because all those costume changes. Um, so they'll be like, say you background people, so they'll be like villagers in the background of doing little sequences. And then you have like your principals who are like Romeo and Juliet, like they are your main roles. Okay. They'll be doing a hell of a lot more than the rest of everyone else because they are the main characters, say in your ballet. And then males to females, a man can jump up to 400 plus times in a three act ballet. That's a lot compared to a woman, but then a woman is on point shoes. So again, that's a whole nother different demand on a body. Mm -hmm. But male dancers jump a lot more than female dancers. Um, I Adams actually just released, I'm currently reading at the moment, a journal saying about jumping of males to females and the impact that goes through your body when you jump. And it came out that males were a lot better at jumping than female bodies. Is that because possibly historically the men have possibly got more strength in, in those lower limbs so they can take these eccentric loads as they like on the on the landing and getting that rebound effect? Possibly. I think it probably comes down to the movement content of okay. your so, male principal is jumping to look strong and bouncy, whereas your female is a lot more delicate and princessy like. Because most of your ballets come back to your like fairy tale stories. Yeah. So like your Prince Charming, he is going to be jumping all over the place, looking strong. Is that how he gets the girls, is it? Yeah. Have you seen those tights? Jumping everywhere. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'll I'll have to make note of that, wear tights more often. 
<laughs> yeah, Tyson Jockstrap, are you up for that? <laughs> I don't know about that. So, so we, um, what I was trying to get there Sorry. was... Um, no, you, you haven't really taken away, you sort of got there. Is, um, do some people need more flexibility than others in, like, so you were saying in the corps de ballet mm. or like the, the main people? Um, do they... Do different people need different attributes? So the strength, the flexibility? I'm going to say it's probably more male to female. Okay. I'm probably going to say female movements, especially in ballet, require more visual flexibility because they are doing ponches and lots of devlapes. You told me to flag up words. <laughs> what are these things? <laughs> so a ponche is, if you're, do you know what an arabesque is? I actually do, but explain. Yeah. So an arabesque is when you're stood on one leg, you've got one leg out the back and they're looking all pretty. Yeah. And a ponche is if you lean all the way forwards and your back leg that was out is coming up, 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 up. Do you okay. want me to demonstrate? I mean, it doesn't help them. I know but... it doesn't help them. <laughs> Just go Google it. Go Google a ponche. And a devlapé is I've a lot it. easier. So if you're stood on one leg and you're going to put your leg up by your ear. So casual, yeah. Yeah. So your knee comes up and it rolls out, so up through your leg. So you come like knee, then like shin, and then foot on the very, very end. Okay. So basically your leg's up really high in the air. All right, sounds good. <laughs> so for that, you need really good flexibility. Okay. Excellent. But you also need strength to hold it up there. And mobility, because you're actively moving yes, it through, aren't you? you are moving it through. There you go. See? So that's a mobility work there, yeah. isn't it? Um, so we'll try and move slightly away from just ballet and its little ecosystem yeah. itself. Um are obviously what I was trying to get with the the part of the ballet. We'll expand it more. Different athletes, different yes. um, different sports. Mm -hmm. Does everyone need to be flexible? Like, would you recommend some people not to be? Yeah, I, you know, I'm sure. I'm trying to think of an example. So, for example, if if um if a sprinter came to came to you saying yeah. you've got really tight uh, hamstrings mm -hmm. and and everything like that, are you gonna be um, telling them to do lots of stretching work or are you just going to do a bit of pain relief on them? Um, I mean, I think pain relief is first port of call. I think you see why you've got this issue and why you are doing this, this and this. Um, and I think, I think someone like a sprinter, you obviously need to have a range of flexibility in your legs to power yourself forwards, but you're probably not going to need the flexibility of a dancer. So there's no point in me saying, go practice the splits because you don't, he doesn't need that. Okay. So it is very different compared to athlete to athlete, like um, a hammer thrower or like a javelin thrower is probably not going to need flexibility in their legs, but they're going to need good flexibility and range of movement in their backs to throw. So it's not just legs. Fair enough. Yeah. So what are the common mistakes that you see with people stretching? Um, okay, I'm going to say hypermobility for in a minute because I'll have a rant about that okay. and over splits in a second. But I think just... Like, I say to a lot of my clients when they ignore me because I've asked them if they stretch, I literally turn around and say, just basic PE from school stretches. So what sort of stretches are we talking about? Just like your basic, basic hamstring stretches. You so know. What, what would you prescribe as a basic hamstring stretch? Bend over, touch your toes? Yes, bend yeah. over, touch your toes. If you're at least trying to put that into your routine, that's you're doing more than if you didn't. Okay. So even if you can get them to do baby stretches of one arm across the other arm and you're stretching your arm. What's that stretching off then? 
rotator cuff muscles. Yeah, and uh, yeah, all of those and posterior deltoid, so everything. So that's doing more than if they just sat on the sofa. Of course, yeah. So I really do advise some most people to just baby stretches or PE stretches is what I end up calling them. Like I'm not asking you to get your leg by your head like I do on Instagram. I'm not saying that anyone should stretch like that, but more of these basic stretches can come into. So for anyone sat listening to this at their desk, what sort of stretches would you recommend for them if they if they started to feel themselves being or cramped over tight on the computer, anything like that? There's a lovely pec stretch you can do on a door frame. Oh yeah? So you stand in a door frame, put your arm up on the door frame and then lean forwards. Oh, it's so good. I really suffer with tight pecs and I do it all the time at work. Yeah. It's so good. So yeah, um, when they're working on the laptops, you really want to be opening up that thoracic mobility, um, everything like that. Is that um, why you brought this up? It's just uh, helping out people because okay. not everyone's a ballet dancer, are they? No. Some people might not class them as athletes, but I, I, I like to think we're all athletes in some sort of stretch of the imagination. So if, when when you're sat working at, the, at your desk, if, it, if you've been there for too long, you need to get up and do a bit of a stretch, otherwise you're going to you get do. so tight. I've, yeah. A couple of my clients come to me and they've got really, uh, really exaggerated um, flexion in their spine and really tight pecs as a result of that because they're constantly just sat, yeah. sat on the keyboard. So that that pec stretch that you you said would be great for them because mm-hmm. it'll help open that up, bring the shoulders back, and hopefully get their back into a better position. And also just getting up and really open, trying to open up the uh, the chest cavity as well, just by. Uh, having your hands on the back of your head and pulling your shoulders and your uh, elbows back. We'll we'll do videos of this and stick them on our Instagrams at some point to to tell you some stretches <laughs> that you can do to help you feel a bit better in the office. And they're such basic stretches, but you can feel so much better. Yeah. So I'm not saying like you know when we talk about flexibility and splits, you don't have. That's not what we're saying. Like. You don't have to go just, get your yoga pants on to do it. You can just no. do it as you are. Yeah, you can do it sat in your office, at your office chair. You can have a little stretch and a move about. You do not have to be a type of person. You don't have to be, you know, aiming for the splits like Ash. You you don't have to, you know, stretching. I think people have this mis- big misconception that, oh, wait, I've got to be in the splits in the corner of the gym. But no, just find a bit of floor and have a little bit of a stretch. That's going to benefit you so much. I like to say that to the the athletes that I come and work on, uh, work with my sports uh, massage, uh, get a lacrosse ball and instead of just sit mm-hmm. on the sofa on, on an evening watching TV, yeah. sit on the floor and stick the lacrosse ball under your calf or under your hamstring or under your glute or if you want, mm-hmm. if you want, you can stand up and stretch while you're watching TV if you really want. That's it. But just sitting on the floor is a lot for a lot of adults because you get to fifteen and you don't sit on the floor anymore. Mm. So I've taught adult dance classes in the past and they struggle to sit on the floor and to get up from the floor because from 15 years old, you pretty much don't sit on the floor or you don't volunteer to sit on the floor anymore. So something sometimes even as sitting on the floor, cross-legged or with your legs underneath you on your knees can, you know, it's that mobility thing again. It's getting used to moving and functionally moving again. Yeah. So sometimes sitting on the floor itself is... Not a stretch in ways, but can really help with like mobility and. That's why everyone loves doing burpees, <laughs> getting down onto the floor and getting straight back up. Okay, I love the floor, over. but I hate burpees. <laughs> no one, no one likes burpees. Someone suggested I did did over a thousand burpees again. And I, that was just a straight no. I'm not doing that again. Okay, I hate doing like ten in a row. Like <laughs> let alone that. I hate burpees. 
So it seems it was almost a trigger point that we um, hit on a minute ago. Yeah. So what what dangerous things do you see in stretching? Oh, just like legs round the wrong way and people really trying to push things that should not be pushed, especially in back stretches. People pushing other people. Oh my God, it almost makes me cringe a bit. Ugh. Yeah, people pushing, like teachers grabbing legs to ears. Um, oh. Oh God, yeah, there's a lot. Like people using straps very wrong over doing it with straps and just moving in the wrong, like your body moves a certain way. And if you don't move one way, you probably shouldn't move that way. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Like, especially with legs, like, there's only a certain way they can actually really move <laughs> <laughs> safely. Yeah. Yeah, I, the reason I bring this up, um, and you, you alluded to it a little mm. bit there, uh, when I was swimming at university, I used to have my uh, my swim coach sit on my back while I was stretching my oh. hamstrings. <laughs> no. If you couldn't tell by that noise, she just pulled a horrendous judgy face. <laughs> oh no! It's that's where we come into where it's wrong. So, quite a few years ago now, ballistic stretching was what everyone thought was good. What do you mean you... by ballistic stretching? Bouncing. Okay. So you're bouncing into a range of movement. So say butterfly, so you're sat on the floor, feet out in front of you and your head mm-hmm. to your feet. And you are bouncing, trying to bounce further into that stretch. Okay, I'm definitely a culprit for this. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Okay. So the risk for tears, especially if you're cold doing ballistic stretching, you're just going to tear a lot of fibres there and it's going to hurt. Yeah, fair enough. I, like there's I, a, I there's, there's a limit, sense. but if you full on ballistic stretch, it's just not the one. Okay, um, and you were saying, uh, did you mean dangerous things, uh, you're overstretching and you said something about hypermobility as well. Yeah, so we'll come to overstretching in a second. Um, hypermobility, so hypermobility is when joints move beyond a usual range of movement. Okay. So your joints, as a normal human being, go a certain way and then people who are hypermobile have a lot of issues with cartilage, their cartilage is made up of different makeup. And those legs can go a little bit further. So in the dance industry and gymnastics especially, a lot of the kids are hypermobile because they look, they can naturally get into the splits. They are bendy, so their parents push them towards things like dance and gymnastics. So you've probably seen pictures of gymnasts with their legs on chairs, especially rhythmic gymnasts. Oh, what, in, in in the splits? And their legs look not okay. Okay. So that's very hypermobile. And they're probably in like an overstretch. So they are overstretching their muscles that are going over those poor little joints. So what can be the damage of uh, someone overstretching? Overstretching, injuries increasing, um, loads of damage to like um, to your joints, to the cartilage, and arthritis after a long period of time as well. If okay. you're, you can really do some damage in overstretching and so stretching too much, stretching the wrong way too much stretching past a good range of movement so um yeah it's so apparent in the media today over stretching and stretching so if you i haven't bored you to tears and you're still listening if you grab your phone actually if you could grab your phone too please Ah, yeah um so if you go onto instagram what's instagram (laughs) and you go onto the search like on your explore page yeah and if you type in hashtag splits for me, please. Yes. 
And it's a picture of me doing a great one. No, I'm joking. I if you take a look at the pictures, um, I'm going to guarantee that most of the pictures that you see on there... Ooh. Yeah, there we go. That's what I wanted, that noise. This one. Yes! <laughs> okay, so I'm sure if you're at home and you have looked on Instagram, you are probably seeing pictures of oversplits. So that's not just splits sat on the floor. That is splits with legs on chairs, legs on sofas, legs on yoga blocks. So this is this one's on a park bench and a fence, bridging a gap. And she's sunk down and her legs are up on those items, yes? Mm. Yeah, not good. But you can see, as a, not someone who can do the splits, how that does not look okay. Yeah, it just looks painful. So I, I don't know if you've... Um, have you heard of the... Uh, I, I don't know if he's a weightlifter, but Instagram personality, Jujimfu. Okay, yeah, one of my clients was telling me about him the other yeah. day. Is this the guy that wears the horse head? Yes, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's Jujim, if you see if I can but, find um, it. If you also search hashtag oversplits, yeah. you're going to get some lovely images there as well. And these images, I often talk to the kids I teach, are the images that they think they should be aiming for. Instagram's got a lot to answer for, hasn't it? And these images are oh, becoming... Why? more more and more prevalent and no you should not be aiming for this aim for your splits how yeah aim for your splits mm. like as humans we should all probably be able to do the splits but these over splits and these images are very damaging if i talk to my girls all the time and they're like oh yeah it's just i see all these girls doing tilts so when it's your leg is coming up and properly across yeah so you're proper bending i can tilt slightly but it's just so many and they think they have to be like that and the amount of times we have conversations like no don't be like that person because along with hypermobility comes a real strength issue and most people who are hypermobile do not have the strength to hold themselves yeah. in these positions and I can say this is true because this is slightly me at the moment I am slightly hypermobile especially my hips and legs and I cannot hold myself so I need to strengthen myself Okay, so th this is where this um this bloke coming in, you said where's yeah. the horse head, it is Jujimfu, I was right, so you can look him up on Instagram. But he definitely has the strength to hold himself in these positions, so I, yes. I can't find this it. This is the biting he's, point. He's ah. uh, doing splits on chairs, yeah. and it's not over, it seems, it's, I mean, this one looks like there's a perfect straight line. Yeah. But you can you can often see him doing the side splits over over chairs and stuff like that, with 100 kilos and a snatch above his head. Yeah. So he's obviously strong enough to be holding himself in that that position yeah so he's got the the strength and the mobility to get himself into these positions and which this is, is right yeah this is the issues that we're having is we've got these lovely bendy dancers but they cannot they are not strong and it's something that i've blogged about in the past and i harp on a lot about to my girls is that with this you need to strengthen yourself because your muscles also as well as long and lovely and lengthy they need to be strong and mm. Especially if you are hypermobile, I've got a few hypermobile girls who really need to do some strength work because they are really, really going to struggle to want to control their bodies and they're just going to get a lot of issues with knees and uh, elbows and ankles if they are not careful. Because for dance, you need to be strong. If you're getting up on points, you usually need to be strong. But just for every general, everyday life, like at the moment, I can tell that I'm not strong and I'm quite weak because I can feel my body shifting out of place. I'm massaging and my knees are knocking back because I just, at the mm. moment, have not got the strength to control myself. So what about, it's almost like a little touchy subject, mm -hmm. but what about the misconception that girls or, or women or ladies or like anyone, as soon as they pick up a weight, they're going to get bulky? 
yeah, I hate this. Um, so there's a really good um, lady called Ali. She, she's from Align Fitness. She also does Beyond the Point podcast and she talks a lot about this on her podcast and what she says is spot on. It's like just really, really breaking the stigma that females lifting weights is not a bad thing and that by this you are going to get better at these movements like splits because you're going to mm. be strong to hold and you could bounce down to those splits and jump back up. Like there's, it's, as I said earlier, the dance is very behind everything else and only now are we really realizing that, whoa, if, if we lift weights, we can also be really strong and I can do 20 more pirouettes in a row than one because I am strong and I can hold myself. So there's also, ah, what are they called? There's also some other really good um, Instagrams. Um, I think it's Ballet Strength Pro. Yeah. He also does a podcast and does a lot about strength and dancers. Um, yeah, also really good examples of dancers, young dancers lifting weights, which is awesome to see. Mm -hmm. Really awesome to see. So it is coming through. That is good, but yeah. You'd be happy to know, but... <laughs> slowly coming through that we should lift weights i just i just love that th people think oh i'm gonna pick up this weight and bosh suddenly i'm gonna be bulky like a man and it's mm -hmm. like no do you know how many years people try to get bulky to get too big and you and have to be <laughs> eating the right things to get in this way and exactly, you need to be yeah. training at a velocity every week to look this way it's, and it's not a, it's not a, a magic spell d like picking up a dumbbell no isn't going to put 30 kilos of muscle on you. And the like, female you body as well. I think the female body is like takes it differently to male bodies. Mm. So no, you're not going to look bulky. Nah. But if you look strong, like strong dancers is really coming through now, which is really, really nice to see because it shows health. Because you have to be healthy to lift high weights and heavy weights. And health for a long time has not been priority in the dance industry. Mm. Smoking to stay skinny, not eating. That's ridiculous, though. Like... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so unhealthy. Yeah. Like, I look back at pictures of me at uni and, oh, my God, I was so skinny. You, because um, back in, well, I was going to say back in the the dark ages when people thought smoking was, was mm -hmm. really healthy, you, you used to see all the supermodels having to smoke because yeah. it was... It was easier to have a smoke than to eat and not be skinny. Yeah, completely. It's just like like you said, science is catching up and mm -hmm. helping us develop ourselves better in all all stretches of the imagination. Completely. So we did really well there. We didn't mention lockdown throughout the whole bulk of our uh, like the the topic there. <laughs> we didn't. I, was, I, I did say before, I said before it's like oh it's crept into everyone. I was like I think <laughs> this one will be fine. We, 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 did, go, we did good. You can probably go back through and count how many times I said splits, <laughs> but it was the only example I could think of. Um, so what the reason I brought that back up is it's going to be difficult to implement strength while um, while the gyms are closed. Yes, it is. However, are we going to be seeing you starting a strength program soon? Are you going to be doing this or are you going to be trying to get some of you, more of your athletes doing this? Yeah, no, it was my plan uh, at the end of the dance term last year, obviously uh, lockdown happened, was to... I really wanted to get more weight training into definitely my kids and myself's training. Um, I work a lot at the moment, so to go to the gym at the moment, I live my life on the edge of burnout, which is not a great place <laughs> to live your life. But um, no, when I am in a better position with my work, I am going to be at the gym. And I really, once COVID and germs are no longer a thing, I'm really going to get some of my girls lifting weights and getting them lifting some weights. We have been using like baked bean cans and heavy books. I was going to say, can you, can you incorporate that into like your dance classes? Would you 
which is then you you just see the stereotypical so, like ankle weights and stuff. But yeah. would you would you be doing yeah. Okay, know, so, throwing dumbbells around at the same time? Um, probably not. <laughs> not, not yet. But the other little week, pink ones. The other week we were doing some rondejons. So that's when you stand in first position. So your feet are turned out like we spoke about earlier, and your leg comes around the outside. So one of your legs is just making like a a D shape on the floor. Okay. A rondejon, and they were wiggling everywhere like little wormies, and they were just all over the place. Their cores were not engaged. So to their demise and their disgust, I made them do a plank. Excellent. And then I stood them back up again, and we did the Rondajon exercise, and everyone was perfect. And I was like, did that feel better? And they went, oh, yeah, it did. Oh, oh, it did. Just thinking, just thinking then, obviously, with my limited knowledge of the movement that you just described, yeah. could you stick maybe a, a loose resistance band around them so that when they're doing that, they're building up the muscles, pushing it out? Yeah, yeah, completely. But this Is that was a way more... to build strength? Completely. This, was, this, this time was more about core strength. Okay. Um, I posted an egg video. Uh, it was a repost on my Instagram recently about a hard-boiled egg and a raw egg. So if you spin a raw egg and a hard egg, the hard egg spins better and faster than the raw egg because it's got a nice core, hard core. Yeah. And I showed that to my girls this weekend and they were like, oh, that makes so much sense. And one of them whacked out like four beautiful pirouettes in a row and I was like, that's it. That's what we're talking about. So... That was that exercise example was more core stability, but yeah, completely resistance bands and loads of things we can get going. But obviously at the moment it's they're in two meter boxes, bless them. It's mm. hand sanitizer, everything. We're wearing masks while dancing, so at the moment it's just trying to keep it as simple as possible. Obviously the next four weeks we are in their homes. I will be on their laptops and TVs on Zoom, so it'll be back to things like using a a brick and some baked bean cans. <laughs> Yes, any any specific type of baked beans? No, I'm joking. Right, so to tie all of this in with the start, the, the main course, and then like bringing it into the happy ending. Yes. I've actually found my happy ending to do with ballet a little bit. Oh, So you, you were laughing at me because it's always animals. Yeah, It's not it an animal doing ballet, it's fine. Um, let me bring it up uh, just so I can show Chloe, and then we'll stick it on the... Uh, I don't know, in the show notes maybe or on my Instagram later. Uh, I have got two doctors just up the road in Worcester. Mm-hmm. It was an American uh, website, so they were saying in Worcester. Worcester. Because they can't say it right. Um, two doctors at a hospital in Worcester put on a special performance for a five-year-old cancer patient who loves ballet. So the, the two doctors dressed up in colourful tutus and tiptoed in and surprised her. And uh, did a little performance for uh, for them, and as, as you can see, oh, I'm going to turn the sound off. Uh, as you can see, they they just sneak in. They've got beautiful little tutus <laughs> oh, on. Oh, look at those curves! <laughs> beautiful. Those hands may need some work. <laughs> I mean, they might it's have just really come cute. out of surgery or something like that. But oh, yeah. And so when you said first position, I actually knew what you're talking about because they go on about this in this video. Oh. Yeah. Whoa, look at those beats. <laughs> beautiful, Whoa. beautiful little he tutus. Needs to point his toes. And you, you can see how much the the girl is in, oh, enjoying it as that. well. She's yeah, having a great time. So much joy, so much happiness to people. Yeah, go on then. So, what's your happy ending? <laughs> I really struggled to find these. So this really made me giggle earlier. So, um, this headline is um, Iconic astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldridge have been joined in the history books by. A chicken nugget. 
A chicken nugget. A chicken okay. nugget's gone to space. Okay. I thought it was really funny. So... <laughs> <laughs> Did, like, what, did the International Space Station do a delivery order or something? Yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> so the first ever chicken nugget was sent into space, reaching the heights of more than, I think that says 100,000 million, I think. I, I'm not very good at numbers. Feet above the Earth, which is more than 88 million chicken nuggets high. Wow. That's a lot of chicken nuggets. Wow. 880, three more zeros. Is that 88? 880,000. That's a lot of chicken nuggets. That's a lot of chicken nuggets. That's a lot of 20 boxes of chicken nuggets mm. from mcdonald's yeah it's about forty-four thousand boxes of 20 chicken oh nuggets <laughs> wow. we, were, we were discussing chloe's mass ability earlier so cool. we, we won't go too far into that <laughs> but isn't that cool chicken nuggets being space i wonder if it enjoyed its time i in bet space. it did all the other chicken nuggets in the box were probably really jealous and what sauce did it go with Oh, I don't think the sauce went up as well. They're going to have to send up some sauce as ah, well. The driver forgot that. He's not getting a tip, is he? He's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, that's uh, an out of this world way to end this uh, hey. this um, this podcast. It is. So as always, you can find us on Instagram. I am COA Perform uh, or COA Performance. If you search that, you, you'll find me. There's probably pictures of my dog on there. Um, and doing some sort of stuff and see our sports massage yeah, huh? and you'll, you'll see her eggs spinning around or maybe eggs. her doing not over splits but not over splits. good splits good splits good stretching um as always if you if you do listen to this and make it all the way through and you do enjoy it please like share it on your instagram stories or facebook yeah. or any social media or if you hate it and you don't like someone make them listen to it as well like, yeah, just... if you hated us, make, <laughs> make everyone else you hate listen to it. Yeah, just, yeah. It, it can't be. Just spread the word. <laughs> However, through hate or love. Yeah. Um, follow us d- during this another mm. lockdown to tr- to see us try to spread positivity. and. Yeah, we did quite well last lockdown. The yeah. posting was good. Yeah. We're going to get back on it again. And you can see my hopefully not abysmal stretches on my way to trying to get splits yeah yay <laughs> awesome um let's uh look forward to you guys hearing me again next month yeah we'll go with that oh we might have to do it on zoom oh maybe that'll be interesting oh, no, that, that's uh, gonna that's... be a massive struggle for oh, you that, isn't it <laughs> that tech, the te- i can't deal with the tech for that <laughs> right um yeah happy lockdown Woo. <laughs>